Back again. Back again. Here we are. 37. Just reeling them out. It's exciting. They're just coming out, buddy. I'm finding it more difficult to come up with something to say about every new number that we that we. I know, right? You know what I mean, like the first um, first thirty seconds or a minute of each podcast, I feel is just like us, like hey, thirty mm-hmm. whatever number. But yeah, well, we somewhat introduce ourselves. We usually don't give our names. We just say, hey, you know, we're back. Yeah, we don't really do that, huh? I feel like that's something. Should we do that? We could. Yeah, we could do that. I feel like that's something that, like show hosts are supposed to do yeah it's really professional like you know what's up this is the world i'm rocky (laughs) hey this is how i see it i'm ty yeah we've never really come up with anything like that there's there's got to be some type of formula that makes things run smoothly Mm -hmm. where once we get doing it you know like you know get it on gotta get it on no choice but to get it on (laughs) should we just say that from now on (laughs) maybe we should just steal everybody we should just use a new catchphrase from somebody else every day that would be cool man and at first people would probably think it was bullshit but after a while they'd have to like get behind the creative that's true you know the creative bandwagon on that that's true we'd have to find a new one every time we recorded every single time but needless to say we're back and here we are Mm -hmm. it's been a, a week i guess it's our last one with Jim, the nurse, yeah, the male nurse. <clears throat> yeah, and that one's got some pretty some pretty positive feedback so far. I've noticed that just from having like typing in so, like um what do you like keywords like nurse mm-hmm. medical, we've been getting a lot of like spam messages from like you know get really? get free catheters you know and that hey type, I'll that take it thing. yeah I've been looking for another a new catheter I know man well you keep using the same one over and over again that can't be healthy it's my lucky catheter man <laughs> it's been with me since the beginning. I can't believe there's people that do that every day. They catheter themselves. I know. That's incredible. It's, <clears throat> I think, I don't, just, I've, I've been poked in the finger by like a pin and mm-hmm. that sucks. Isn't that where they usually have to do it? The fingertip? A uh, catheter is the one that you put in your weenie. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's the one you put in your weenie. What are so they? You can what urinate. are they? Call, what are the things that you, that you poke your finger with if you have diabetes? Uh, I don't know. Are those called something? I think so. Not just called little spike. <laughs> I don't know. They have to have a name for the them. Diabetes sticks, diapers. So that those probably are called something, but I have no idea what it would be. So that reuse catheter thing. Mm-hmm. Those people are using the same thing in their in their pee holes. Yeah, I guess they're re. I'm sure they're washing them, but yeah, essentially. Wow. Reinserting. I just always assumed that catheters were the things that you use if you had diabetes. You <laughs> poke your fingertips. <laughs> No, that's to measure, like, blood sugar, right? Yeah. To make sure your blood sugar's all good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll be dipped. Interesting. <clears throat> big show today, Ty. Yeah. Big show. Big show. Really we big show. We probably should have talked about all that be- with Jim here, because he would actually know those oh, things. Oh, yeah. He would know, like, well, I mean, you know what a catheter is. I guess everybody but me knows, but he would know what, what they call the little diabetes things. Yeah. I guess I don't Yeah. I don't know, man. If they interview a diabetic, maybe. You know any? I don't know. I feel like everybody's a diabetic, right? Contact me in like six years. Exactly. (laughs) I'll I'll probably be a diabetic at that point. Exactly. All the stuff that I that I eat and drink, it's it's coming, man. It is, buddy. Can't escape it with these. uh, We got some gummy lifesavers here. Some wild berry gummy lifesavers. Oh, we have a smorgasbord of just sugary sugary beverages and yep. snacks were just laid out in front of us we do we got all spectrums of mountain dew covered here. Yeah. <laughs> you got the you have the morning 
the morning dew. Yeah, the kickstart. Yeah, and I have uh, afternoon evening dew. <laughs> for Diet Mountain Dew for gentlemen. Mm -hmm. And then at nighttime, I like to heat up a nice cup of Mountain Dew and just, just drink that like tea. Just sip on it. Do you? You just put like a little bag, of, like a little tea bag of nothing in it, though, so it looks like you're. Yeah. And then I take a sharpie and I write Mountain Dew on the tea bag, yeah, and nice. I just kind of dip it in there, and it's just hot Mountain Dew. There you go. Eases me to sleep. <laughs> you know what I thought of the other day? What's I thought up? of I'm gonna get rich by making uh, dog spectacles. Like I feel like that's a market that hasn't really been tapped. But the glasses for dogs, eyeglasses for dogs. Now is this just just for an aesthetic? No, like legitimately, like we think our dog like has some kind of vision problem. Not bad or awful. But every once in a while, you'll be like a ways away, and he'll just be looking at you like you can't really tell who you are. Is it cataracts? Or something. No, I don't think so. I think he's, I don't know, I think he just, like we, just like I have slightly bad vision, I guess dogs could too. And that I don't is know a, why they wouldn't be able to. That is a pretty good idea. Now, have you come up with a prototype for this, like how you're going to fit it to shape the dog's cranium? No, not yet. I'm still looking for a designer on that, so. Yeah. But I think we're going to get rich. It would be kind of awkward because these dogs have kind of weird heads, you know. Yeah, well, it would have to be something to fit. But, yeah, I could see something that attaches to the collar. Even mm -hmm. it would have to go down like that and attach to the collar. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's good. Be like a helmet, like a helmet type thing, like a dome thing, and his ears stick through it, and his ears kind of hold it in place. Oh yeah, the lens is right in front of his. That's that's almost like a futuristic Armageddon dog. Like. All right. How badass would that be? How cool would you be if you had a dog with spectacles? That would be pretty sweet, man. But yeah, um, a little bit later in the episode, we're going to be joined by Scotty Hoek. That's right. Yeah. he uh, He's a huge, huge Ren and Stimpy fan, and I found him on YouTube through his uh, YouTube channel, which you can check it out. It's called Scotty Hoek. Mm -hmm. um, and he's got the... It's, it seems to be, to me, the world's largest Ren and Stimpy memorabilia collection. I can't imagine anybody having like half of the collection that he has. I didn't know there was that much stuff. Oh, I know, and not only simply related. Not only that, but he's got like doubles of everything. Mm -hmm. So that's gonna be pretty interesting, man. I'm psyched just to. Ren and Stimpy was always one of those shows where I wanted to get merchandise from it. Like mm -hmm. I would love to have a pair of slippers or even pajama pants, but you don't even see any of that stuff. No, it's long gone. I feel like I used to see an occasional thing here at, like, Spencer's or something, but mm -hmm. not anymore, man. Long gone. I remember the only the only real piece besides, like, having, like, VHS tapes, like SNCC, mm -hmm. VHS tapes with Roundhouse on it or something, was I, I had, like, a like two Hardee's Happy Meal toys <laughs> uh, yeah. that were just, like, little, little race cars of Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. But so we're gonna get in in depth with in his collection and see what he's got going on and probably just talk about the history of the show. That's right. I guess he must be an expert, man. I would imagine he had in that video. He had like, what was it like the whole upper floor of his home? Yeah, was completely run and stimpy memorabilia. He had a pretty badass third story loft mm. that was all. It was just all run and stimpy shit, yeah. man. It was badass looking. Impressive. I wish I was. I had that much shit of anything that I was obsessed with. Can you think of anything that you would be obsessed with enough that you would want to dedicate that much room in your home to it, and just like always the chase, always the chase to get this new thing? Yeah. No, I don't. 
I don't know. I mean, I like I love Harry Potter and I loved Lord of the Rings when it was going on, but be that obsessed with it? I don't know. Yeah. I wonder how much time that must take a consume a lot of his time. Well, I I had a brief conversation with him before. He'll probably get into it in the interview, but I don't really think he spent that long on on building that massive collection. Really? I don't think he's dedicated really maybe a couple years at the most, but it's not like a That's lifelong true. thing. I mean, I guess if you just like happen go home and hop on eBay or something, mm-hmm. and you see something and you bid on it, it's not like that's going to take five hours or something, right? All right. Someone like me though, I have all the DVDs and I've seen all the episodes countless times, and I've watched you know documentaries and whatever. I feel like I know the history of the show and all the mm-hmm. all the bullshit that has gone on and a bunch of like you know rivalries between actors and that type of thing. And then you run into a guy like. Like Scotty, who has all this stuff, and then you know that he's already heard everything that you know, <laughs> and he probably knows a lot more, you know? He knows the deep cuts. Yeah. So. Um, you got into Ren Stimpy as a kid, didn't you? Like, at all? Yeah, I did. I watched it um, a lot. It was one of my... I think we probably have that, that same thing, which is, like, we like strange humor or just off-the-wall weird stuff that would make, like, normal people be like, wait, what? So uh, that always appealed to me a whole lot when I was a kid watching Run and Stimpy, just this twisted humor. Um, I remember my folks not liking it though, not like like they would watch it, and I think they could just they could just see that it was something really weird and twisted. Yeah. So they kind of didn't like me watching it, but I still watched it anyway. Wow. Was there ever a time where your mom was like, "Really? Like you don't have to watch the show if you don't want to," or <laughs> you know, where she tried to get you not to watch it? No, it was more like she'd walk in the room and look at the television for a few seconds and be like. Really? Is this what you're watching? And then, yeah, it was the one where Stimpy would, like, flip over the piano bench and the like, booger collection, you know, was all talking to him and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you have any, any memories of any episodes or any, th- any scenes that stick out in your head? Um, what about when, um, I, what, when Stimpy, I forgot what they're doing. They're, they're packaging his hairballs to sell, and so he's, like, licking himself. That's, like, becomes his job to lick himself and yep. to make hairballs. And at some point, he's licked himself completely bald. I remember like this awful like slave driver, like a like a slave monger, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that episode. Um, I guess there was some type of someone on where where uh, cat hair is. Well, it starts off with just hairballs all over the house, mm-hmm. and Ren is just sick of it. And then he just hears a news flash all of a sudden that hairballs are now you know more <laughs> they're worth more than gold now. So then he sees he sees dollar signs in his eyes, so he tries to use Stimpy to his fullest advantage. And mm-hmm. after Stimpy licks himself clean, he they uh, they bring in like the big fat uh, prison guy, you know, like the big fat uh, prison dude that's like yeah. you know twelve yeah, feet right, tall. Yeah. He's got a big hairy back, so they start licking that guy. <laughs> but I don't know, a lot of a lot of good memories, yeah. man. But my mom never really cared if I watched it or not. You know, my mom would always call it Ren and Skimpy. Ren and Skimpy. Yeah. Oh, moms. <laughs> <laughs> like, mom, it's Ren and Skimpy. Uh, she just never got it, though. No. What's up with moms? Moms just, there's things like that that moms just can't get. And even if you tell them, like, you know, you can just be blatantly obvious. Like, no, it's it's Stimpy. Like, they, they will still. No. And then eventually you just give up because they're never going to get it. It's true, man. That is the thing with moms. And grandmas are a whole different story. Grandmas are like... 
<clears throat> Grandmas are like moms times ten. They really are. But except they give you a lot of shit. So you, I mean, they like literally give you a lot of stuff. Just yeah. give you money and make you cool shit. Cookies. Yeah. So you just uh, you just ignore whatever stupid things they say because they're grandma. That is true. And you know, moms moms are cool, but they're the ones that do have to discipline you at mm-hmm. some point. But grandmas just are nice to you and they just, you know, they're always happy to see you. Yeah. No discipline really. You know, they let mom take care of that usually when mom comes to get you. Yeah. But yeah, that's what Ren and Stimpy reminds me of. Moms Ren's and grandmas. Moms and grandmas. <laughs> uh-huh. A lot of warm memories there. But yeah, this is uh this is going to be kind of a strange episode, I guess. We're probably going to wrap it up a little bit shorter than we, we normally do. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, really, I guess you're you're not going to be sitting in on the interview at all. No. Um, I wasn't able to be there, so uh, you found your chance. You decided to go for it without me, which is fine. Yeah. You had your chance, and he was able and ready. Yep, and we were kind of we were kind of flirting with this dude on getting him on the podcast for a couple weeks, and mm-hmm. no time really ever ever worked out. It ended up being we did it one morning, um, actually before I went to work. So, oh yeah. So listen, yeah. If you listen to this interview that's coming up in the second segment, just you can hear how happy I am talking about Ren and Stimpy with somebody that knows, mm-hmm. you know, about Ren and Stimpy. But you can also hear just a slight disdain in my voice, just knowing <laughs> that. Within within the next forty five minutes, I'm going to be going to work. <sighs> that knowledge, that painful knowledge, that burns into the back of your brain. So that's a little fun fact for mm-hmm. everyone that's listening right now. Yeah, listen for that little bit of sadness mm-hmm. crying out. Oof. It probably is about the worst feeling. Just that one dim, dark secret that's just lingering. You can't get rid of it. It's the nasty little elephant in the room that you got to go to work here in another forty five minutes. It's such bullshit, too, man. Mm-hmm. That is not the way this life is supposed to be. Right? It's not. It's the absolute, like, uh, it's the perfect definition of injustice. Just knowing, like, I'm sitting here having a good time in my fucking pajamas, and then I gotta go work for the man. It's gotta be cut short, and then, I yeah, I gotta get dressed. I have to wear what they tell me to wear. Mm-hmm. I gotta go in. I gotta be on time. Mm-hmm. I gotta plead that I get to take that I get to eat my lunch at, at the time I'm scheduled to, and then, you know, maybe if if they see fit, I'll get to leave a li- just a little bit earlier than oh, scheduled. You know, if they would let you. Man, yeah. Bullshit. Mm. I guess that's probably a universal thing that's always been going on. Everybody can relate to that. Like, God damn it, I gotta go to work. Yeah. Unless you just do something badass, but I bet even then. Well, even then, then whatever you're doing that's badass, if you do anything long enough, it all becomes work. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? True. Like, I listened to Howard Stern, and I think, you know, besides listening to him for going on, like, 12 years, Mm -hmm. one of the most fun things for me to do is just, like, listen to him and just daydream about, like, if I was in his position. Mm -hmm. The dude works, okay, their show now is from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., so they're doing four hours, Mm -hmm. Monday through Wednesday. And not only are those like uh, like amazing hours, but all they're doing is just like bullshitting with famous people. Yeah, and they're just like cracking jokes. How do you? I don't understand how you can like think of that much stuff to talk about. Not only for four hours for just three days or whatever, but also for the last however long. How long did you say he's been doing this? Like twenty years? Or oh something? man, he's been doing it for like forty years. That's nuts. Like I don't understand how you can think of that much shit to talk about. Yeah. 
Well, they have a whole crew of people. It's not like this, like like this small setup that we have with just you, me, and Rodrigo. Yeah, you know? Roddy. He's not really throwing in any ideas for nah. interviews or anything, any topics to talk about. He just kind of sits back there. I'm not sure what he does anymore, actually. I don't know, man. He's kind of been on the decline recently. He has. It's just like he's just become like a a fixture, a just like just a do nothing fixture. And I mean, he's always available. Mm-hmm. It would be great if he chipped in a little bit because he's always available. Like if he's he, always available. If he was a hard worker, mm-hmm. he would be here all the time, mm-hmm. constantly churning out beautiful material. He would be. But he's just now he's just a guy that's always here. And we did we gave him a little setup in the back. He's got you know he can see us and he's got a chair and. I guess he controls yeah. some of the mixes, but I don't know really what he does. I'm actually not sure anymore. I think right now he's like nodding off. I don't think he's even listening. He's actually nodding off right now. Yeah, it's like I see him. He's got a, he's got a math book and then a comic book behind the math. It's like I don't even want him reading a math book. Why is he, he does, trying to? I know, as if as if the math book is okay. As if it's <laughs> oh, okay. He's just doing his college homework. Jeez, it's a little ridiculous. Whenever we first started, like you know. I figure, well, maybe we'll need somebody back there on the on the mixing board or something. Mm-hmm. But the more I think about it, we control everything really with the laptop, all the mm-hmm. sounds and everything. And I don't, I can't see him constantly having to change volumes and treble and bass. Mm-hmm. We're we're just sitting here talking. No, he's effectively useless. Wow, but he's grown on us. He's like a he's like a growth. He is like a benign growth. He's like he's like an annoying like little brother that wants to come mm-hmm. wants to come play and you kind of don't want him there but mom says you know if you want to go then he has to go <laughs> exactly so well, that's kind of where we're at that's where we're at at episode thirty seven we are Rodrigo still with us I didn't think he'd be with us anymore I know man I figured that he would he would move on to not really bigger and better things mm-hmm. but other things for sure <laughs> different things that didn't have to do anything with us so I thought. Did you ever pull that move in uh, class, the old comic book? Comic book in the textbook? Yeah. Well, no. I, I, well, first of all, I was never huge on reading comic books. Okay. But had I been, I still don't think I would have gone for it just because I would have gotten caught. Mm-hmm. Have you? Dude, I used to just brazenly read a book, like <laughs> a regular <laughs> book during class. I was a shitty student. That's bold, man. I think all my teachers really liked me because I was quiet and I was always nice and polite and everything. But I would just sit there reading like Animorphs or something <laughs> during class. The teacher's like talking, lecturing, and I'm engrossed in my alien did, Animorphous book. Did they call you out on it ever? Mm, I think I, maybe a few times. Other than that, everyone just left me alone. Wow. Yeah, that's bold. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and looking back, I, I can't believe I actually did that, but I did. That's one step below hanging out with your headphones on. You realize that, and and if I could have done that, I would have too, because I had headphones. I had my CD player everywhere I went. So. I know, me too. But man, yeah, man, that's such a like a. It's like another lifetime ago. Isn't that right? School, man. We used to go to school. Used to be in the, the old uh, classroom. Yeah. Now I find myself like I'm jealous during summertime because I, we don't get off for work. You know? That's right. And all these kids, they get off. And just all the feelings of summer, it's like mm-hmm. I'm, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't have responsibility right now. No, right? Jesus. Like, uh, I've lost, completely lost all sense of weekends and summer, even like holidays. Just 
almost don't mean anything anymore. Well, I think that's what life is now. I think that's how life is going to be. Is that what is that what life is? I think that's how life is going to be now, Ty. It's going to be we're constantly going to be striving for better days, and we're going to try to hang on to every last shroud of leisure that we can that we can mm-hmm. muster. I guess. Yeah. Just trying to trying to reminisce on better days going by. Pretty much. We all, we'll always have those days, though. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even have those days to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like orphans. Orphans. <laughs> <laughs> Child laborers. Yeah. Yeah, they're out there. Um, people like Jack from the movie Jack. Right. You know? He right. was he was a kid for like, for only like a couple months, wasn't <laughs> he? Was. he was after 40 that, years old. After that, he had hair everywhere. Yeah. I'm glad they picked the hairiest person <laughs> in the entire world <laughs> to play that character. Well, to be honest with you, if somebody told me that Robin Williams was a 10-year-old in a 40-year-old man's body, I'd yeah. I'd be like, that seems about right. <laughs> seems legit, yeah. You couldn't see Pierce Brosnan playing that role, really. No. Yeah, I guess it had to be. <laughs> it had to be Robin Williams. Robin Williams. That's how they wrote the movie. They started with Robin Williams. They didn't start with an idea. You're right. They're just like, we got to make a movie based on Robin Williams. <laughs> and they came up with Jack. And what a great movie it was. It was. Ah, oh, Jack. You know what uh, I started watching this morning? What's up? I started watching Maximum Overdrive. Remember oh, that movie? with um, Emilio? Emilio Estevez. Mm-hmm. A badass movie, dude. That's an 80s-ass movie. You didn't watch it on VHS tape, did you? No, no. Dude, that would have been probably the way to do it if I wanted to be legit about it. No, I watched it. It was on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, there, dude, there's tons of movies, full movies on YouTube. I know. It's Any, kind of impressive. Anytime I want to watch like a documentary, that's the first place I go Exactly, just popping in there, yeah. And then half the time I'll find it, so. I've been hooked on um, some Alfred Hitchcock from the 80s. They did a revival of the show in the 80s. Really? And it was all, yeah, it's like a cheesy, you know, 80s TV show based on older episodes. Mm-hmm. So they have every one of those on YouTube. And I can't find it anywhere else. Like, they don't have it on DVD. Really? I've never even heard of it. It's it's called The New Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Hmm. All right. I'll have to check that out. Is it any good? Yeah, I like it, man. For what it is, I mean, I'm a fan of Tales from the Dark Side. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those TV shows based in the 80s, you know, yeah. if you're a fan of those type of anthology shows, like Freddy's Nightmares, it, it's, you know, it's, it's as good as any of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been kind of having a retro, uh, retro thing going on the last few days. Like I watched uh, the other day, Flight of the Navigator. Did you ever watch that? Mm-mm. It's a like an eighties movie about this little kid who uh, he like he gets this spaceship basically, and there's like they capture the spaceship, and he gets inside of it, and they live like right. His, I think his dad's in the Air Force or something, and he gets inside of it, and he be, he's able to control it, and there's like all kinds of little creatures in it. It's just this little flying disc that flies around everywhere. Wow. It was it was like a fantasy when I was a kid. Like I want that ship so bad. <laughs> it's an '80s movie, also also fully on YouTube. Wow! No, I didn't. I never. I guess I never really thought about YouTube for like full on movies. Like yeah, that. man. I just I've watched uh, in the last two weeks or so. There's a everybody Reddit dot com. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a subreddit on there called Full Movies on YouTube, and people just like post links. I, this past week, I watched on YouTube. Um, the new Red Dawn. I watched uh, the new Die Hard. Oh, and um, oh, uh, Jack Reacher, the Tom Cruise one. All in HD, I'm sure. All yeah, it was all actually pretty good quality. Wow, dude, it was good enough quality to watch. 
So that's what's happening. That's what's going on. Well, speaking of retro, man, let's get into this interview. What do you think? Yeah, let's just do let's it. Just go I mean, for it, man. I kind of feel like this episode. It's just like no holds barred. Yeah. We usually wait till the half hour point. Let's not do that this time. We're gonna go five, almost six minutes early. Yeah. Why don't we do it? We got we got the interview lined up, and uh, after that, who knows what's gonna happen after that? Sky's the limit, really. Stay tuned in after the interview because <laughs> I don't know, man. You never know. You never know. We might go thirty three minutes Goodness for the final segment. Gracious. All right, man. So yeah, let's do that. And then uh, coming up, an interview with Ren and Stimpy enthusiast mm. Scotty Hillick. Hello, boys and girls. This here's a true story that we just made up. Captain's Log. Cadet Stimpy and I have been stranded on the planet Balnob for the last 36 years. Our supplies are dangerously low, and we've had to breathe ammonia these last 18 years. Fortunately, we had to eat what was left of the ship. <sighs> At least the voices have stopped for a while. But I suspect I can no longer turn my back on Cadet Stimpy. The rigors of space travel have somehow twisted his mind. He's gone crazy. He's got the space All right, friends and family, we're back here on the Complete Sentences podcast. For anyone out there who has listened to more than one episode of our show here, um, you probably know that the second segment is usually whenever we are joined by a guest. Uh, today we have a very special guest, um, someone that I've been really looking forward to having an interview with, and we've been trying to make it work. We finally found the time today, so I'm pretty psyched. His name is Scotty Hoick. He runs a YouTube channel called Scotty Hoick, um, and he has probably the world's largest Ren and Stimpy memorabilia collection. I mean, the collection is just massive. Things that you didn't even know that they made. You know, besides Ren and Stimpy slippers, um, the old Saturday Night Snick VHS tapes, even down to birthday party sets. Um, some really awesome things that filled his entire third story of his house. It's pretty amazing. He has a video up on his YouTube channel. So, I guess it's safe to say this is a man who has whizzed on the electric fence on more than one occasion and has lived to tell about it. So, extremely excited here. Um, hey, Scotty, are you there? What's up, you idiots? Oh, my God, he's got the Ren voice down and everything. Oh, I got my moments. Yeah. <laughs> so, when, uh, when you become infatuated with something for over 20 years, you start picking up little tidbits here and there. So. <laughs> I've tried to do, like, the Ren Peter Laurie voice, but I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, you have, to, you, have, you have to get low and wispy and make it sound, like, almost sneaky. I know you probably tried a uh, a Larry Fine type Stimpy voice, right? I have, and it's wretched. I won't lie, but you know, it, it it's not as good as the Ren. But you know, it, and I don't know if I can do it because I'm kind of congested from climate change. But you know, something like uh, Duh, hey Ren. <laughs> wow, that's pretty. That's pretty good, man. That's about as close as I can get right there. Thanks so much for calling in, man. Um. I've been, yeah, I've been excited to talk to you for a while. Anybody that I can really talk to about Ren and Stimpy without them looking at me like I'm, you know, mentally insane is pretty cool. Well, it, they're few and far between, dude. That's that's one of those shows that, 
you know, if if you were if you were there and in the moment, you saw the beauty of it and everything. And if if you saw it at a later date, whenever, you know, you've already been tuned into all the stuff that they come out with now, you know, you're you're not gonna get it as much. But you know, right whenever they put it out, and you were there to witness it, especially with everything that was going on in the world, it was just brilliant, dude, brilliant. And a lot of people picked up on that. And for that to be aired on Nickelodeon at the time, and it just seemed like everything fell into place, and that's something that could not be recreated, you know, in this day and age, I feel like. Yeah, they, I mean, even, even today, you know, a lot of the shows, you know, like South Park and uh, Family Guy and stuff like that, you know, they owe their entire existence to, you know, a road-paving show like that because it was getting away with crap in the 90s that, I mean... We were listening to Bell Bib DeVoe then, man. I mean, <laughs> it was a different world. Right. <laughs> you know, that everything everything's less taboo now, so, you know, it's a lot easier to get away with this, that, and the other. This was early 90s where, you know, the rules on public broadcasting were a lot stricter. Mm-hmm. And even some of the stuff that they did back then, I could still see them getting, like, head turns, even, even like, from South Park. Like, you don't see people like Wilbur Cobb that are just being decapitated you know like their ears are falling off and they're just like like they're lepers on screen like you still don't see a lot of things like that going on that they were pulling off back then yeah i i have yet to see a show to this day flip over a piano bench with a string load of boogers on the bottom of it <laughs> <laughs> you know top that so all right um we'll get into i want to talk about your collection because i didn't i didn't even realize that there was that much Ren and stimpy memorabilia in the world but let's we'll get started on just some of the things that have I guess drawn you into the show. Do you remember your your first memory of Ren and Stimpy? Indeed, I do. Now, uh, <laughs> I wish I wish I had a I don't know a, a more a more poignant story to tell. But it really, I to be honest, I discovered Ren and Stimpy and weed on the same day. Wow. <laughs> And, I, and they went so well it's like Oreos and milk you know they're great apart you put them together and that is like orgasmic dynamite and, <laughs> and I found them both on the same day dude and they just went so well together and, and they still do to this day <laughs> do, you, do you remember the episode? it was uh, in the army now oh yeah that's a good one <laughs> and then I'll tell you what that's, that's it, all it took was for Ren to go crazy after getting no sleep. <laughs> and you knew that that was a good cartoon right there. Another good one is uh, is Hermit Ren, if you watch whenever he has his little freak out in the cave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. His, his psychotic moments are, are indeed one of the best points of the show. Would you consider that, I guess, your favorite episode, or do you have a favorite? I would have to say my favorite episode, and I... I hate to run along with everybody else. But Space Madness is just really awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just a great, great episode. And as a matter of fact, <clears throat> if, if you watch that video of my collection, that it's the, an item that I purchased recently isn't in that video. But uh, there was an artist in uh, New Jersey, I believe, who died in 2010 of cancer. And he was known for painting like Star Wars and Star Trek oil paintings and stuff like that. Well, I guess one of his favorite episodes was Space Madness from Ren and Stimpy. And he did a, it's like a two foot by three foot oil painting 
of just a bunch of the character poses from that episode. And, you know, it's all Ren and Stimpy, all in their space madness gear. And uh, I found it on eBay a while back, and it was, like, an outrageous price. And I just sat there and waited and waited and kept talking to the guy and kept talking to the guy, showing him my collection, trying to get the price down and everything. And I ended up getting it for a really good price. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but really, really <laughs> cool painting. <laughs> That's, that's, and, but that's that's one of my favorite episodes of Space Madness, and it just so turns out that this painting that I picked up was one of from my favorite episodes. So that's, that's awesome. It. I could probably see like like Ren in the tub with the the soap bar, like when he's pointing at Stampy. That's probably one of the main parts from the episode that people would try to capture. Oh yeah, there, there, there's a I've, I've got a like a, a picture library, which is pretty much just all the pictures I use from that video, and some as uh, other older ones. But uh, the the pictures of that painting are, are in that library and everything, and it's it's got like you know thirty different paired poses of all of them. It's it's really cool. All the all the cool scenes where they're looking, you know, so unlike Ren and Stimpy, it's got all those all those painted on there. It's really cool. I remember you probably have the um, the production music, the the three CD you know set that they put out. I have I have like like the. The musical CDs, I don't have the production CDs. I, I have copies of them, which I stole off the internet. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, have, I haven't found them yet that, you know, for a price I wanted to pay for them. So, it, there's enough of them where I haven't really been in a rush to get them. Well, I remember how psyched I was whenever I first got a copy of it and I was, I was playing it. I realized, you know, so much of the music, like the intro to Space Madness, I found. Let me see if I can pull it up. <laughs> such brilliant music on that show man oh yeah spine tingling toast <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the music on that is, is just it's like what they did with Bugs Bunny just you know just not not really matching the mood of what's going on they're just using you know old classical themed music really but just in a in just such perfect I don't know parallel what you're watching they just fit so well together and that, that's what they do with the old cartoons you know they didn't have you know just music that was going along with the action or they just pretty much the action along to the music which worked out great and it, it so like encapsulates whenever there's like a really like scene where Ren is supposed to be going mad they'll play some some old like beautiful classical music or something and it just so fits perfectly in there oh yeah that well, whenever whenever Ring goes nuts, I mean the music the music pitch that they play. I mean, it's so dark. You know, it takes you to a whole nother place. You're like you're like inside this dude's wig, going crazy with him. It, it gives you that feel. Yeah, you know, just just that just that musical tone while you're watching him. You know, go berserk. You know, it gives you it just puts you right in there. You're going nuts with him. You're like, oh, this music makes me feel kind of crazy. I tell you, I can't stand it. I am going mad. I know the I know the entire story of what went on behind the scenes with with John Kay and Nickelodeon and all that stuff. Um, what are some of your feelings, I guess, on John Kay getting the boot pretty much after the after the first season? Well, it my I I guess I guess my take is pretty. I I know just as much as what everybody else knows. So I, chances are I know the exact same story that you know. And this this is what I have to say. 
Nickelodeon should have, you know, been a little bit more lenient with John. John should have produced, you know, what Nickelodeon was expecting. I mean, you know, one hand washes the other. It can't be all somebody's fault. Right. You know, they, they were they were both thrown into that stew right there. So, I mean, you know, John should have lived up to his end of the bargain. Nickelodeon should have realized what they had and let him do it, but just, you know, make sure that he produced results. And, you know, as far as the whole Billy West staying behind thing, you know, I under, you know, there again, I'm on the fence. I understand, you know, you got to have a job. You know, there are no friends when it comes to paying rent. But, you know, John went on to do other things and everything. And who knows, with Billy with him, he could have done, you know, spectacular things. But, you know, that's neither here or there. You never know. So it is what it is. Played out how it played out. You know, I, I don't I don't really dwell too much on that. You know, I, I think it had a good enough run because, I mean, really, I was a, I'm was i a fan of the first two seasons, you know, to the core. The I like the other three seasons, and I like the adult party cartoon and everything, but the first two seasons, whenever, you know, they had that working formula, that's that's what I'm a fan of right there. Yeah, and those are definitely the greatest episodes, but I feel like after after the they booted Spunko and then they got Games Animations in, which is basically a Nickelodeon-run production company to finish the last however many seasons were left of the show, right. I, I feel like they still went, like, they went maybe even, they tried to go even a little bit deeper than what John Kay was doing, and I, how... How they didn't end up getting censored and, and losing their jobs is beyond me because, like I said, they went above and beyond, you know, with a lot of the gross-out stuff. Well, yeah, but see, whenever, <clears throat> whenever, whenever you're doing that, when it, it's 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 easy to do that when it's yours, when it's someone else's creation and they're doing the work for you, you know, then you want to, you know, you want to put some shackles on them and make it more yours than it is theirs, which is you know, basically what they were doing. They were telling him, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, and we want to buy a certain date or whatever. Well, they ended up meeting their own deadlines, but then they were doing, you know, basically the same thing he was trying to pull off, you know, with no reprimand. So, you know, it's, it, that really isn't that fair, I don't think. Right. And and you're right, too. Games was probably, I mean, they were obviously working with Nickelodeon, and Nickelodeon was probably giving them ideas on things to take out, and they would probably take it out of the show. I could see if they came up to John Kay and they were like, hey, remove this, don't whiz on the electric fence thing, John would be like, no, fuck you, that's staying in there, we need that. Right, you know, Nickelodeon would have came out in, in season four and said, don't pee on the hardwired wicket picket fence, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, they would, it would, they would have done the same thing, just changed subtly on, in, you know, on their own terms, and, you know, that would have been okay with them. Right. But the, the fact that they were just trying to, you know, hold the reins on an uncontrollable pony, <laughs> you know, because if you ever seen any interviews with John Cat, it's fucking berserk. But, oh, he is, man. He he's all like, he's all excited and just like he's coked up or something. He oh, would be, oh, yeah. he would be crazy to have a conversation with. He's, yeah, he's, he's he's one of them dudes that. I mean, if you if you've heard him tell the stories of him growing up and everything, I mean, I I really don't think that there's any fake bones in that man's body i think you know you know how he presents himself is how he is and you know on, on a lot of his interviews you know he, he seems like a prick and i'm sure you know there's many times where that dude can be an asshole mm -hmm. but you know it's not really about his personal character it's about his you know brilliant creation and that's that's what everybody you know seemed to forget in the whole wash is you know don't judge the man judge his art you know, they were bleeding one into the other. 
and he knows what he wants, and he's definitely a genius. I know if I if I had him working for a company that I that I ran, I would just let him go nuts. You know, I wouldn't try to try to stop yeah. him from doing anything. Yeah, there's you know there's there's some things that are better left unfiltered, and yeah, I seriously think he's one of them. So you, you mentioned the uh, Ren and Stimpy adult party cartoon. Um, for any listeners that don't know, that was the revival that Spike gave John Kay to come on and make new episodes of Ren and Stimpy, I guess, the way he wanted to. I think that's what he says, but I don't think that's what he means. Because I, I think, you know, he was, he was working, he was trying, he was trying to go back and do what he was doing. But, you know, his whole element was different. You know, the, the people that were working on the show, a lot of the people that were working on the show were different. You know, the, of course, the voice acting was different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and... You know, I, I, where I, and I think Eric Balzer did a great job, you know, doing a makeshift Stimpy voice and everything. But you know, he's it, not Billy West. I know. <laughs> that was that was one of the biggest downfalls too, is that it was so painfully obvious that it was a different Stimpy voice. I mean, in return, we got the original Ren with John Kay doing the voice acting, but we lost right. we lost Stimpy. Right, and you know it. You know, just like just like the regular dialogue, it wasn't that noticeable. But the crying was a dead giveaway, and, it, and it's just because I'm so deep into it that I'll you know pinpoint these little nitpick pieces of shit. You know, like whenever Stimpy was crying, Stimpy don't cry like that. Right, <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> it just it, you know, and I still enjoyed them. They're they're I I thought they're against everybody else's opinion i still think they're all really good cartoons they're just not you know the cartoons that i fell in love with but they're still good cartoons right and and i feel the same way i'll still go back and watch them every once in a while but like i was telling you know i've used this analogy before but once you're hooked on the show and it goes away for a while it's like it's like you just need to get your fix if they bring back adult party cartoon you're gonna watch it you know it's not gonna be like the first time that you ever got high on this on this drug of ren and stimpy but it's gonna it's gonna get your fix for a while. Nobody went and saw Star Wars: The Phantom Menace because it was a great film. Exactly. You know, <laughs> they waited 15 years to see some Star Wars, and hell or high water, they were gonna go see it no matter if it sucked or not. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's let's get into this collection of yours, man. First thing I want to know is, I would love to have either just an autograph or like a hand drawn like doodle or something by John Kay. Do you have anything like that in your collection? Uh, I've got, I've got his autograph twice. I've got one on just like a piece of just small autograph paper. And uh-huh. then I've got a, another autograph from John Kay on, uh, the issue number one of the Powdered Toast Man comic book. Oh, that's sweet, man. And I've got a Billy West autograph on a, uh, Palisades, uh, Fire Dog set. And I've got, a. Jim Smith's autograph on another piece of autograph paper, which he did a little doodle of uh, Jimmy the Idiot Boy. So where where did you like see these guys? Did you go meet them in person then? No, uh, at, to be honest, dude, ninety percent of that shit, ninety five percent, I would say, I picked up on eBay. Really? It's all, yeah, it's. I mean, you don't you don't go to flea markets and see Ren and Stimpy stuff really too heavy. You know, you know, it's definitely not in stores. Whenever they were coming out with all the merchandise, you know, I, I was, you know, probably 22, 23 years old and just got into the bar scene. I'm a bartender, so, you know, I was drinking, drinking heavy, didn't have time for that kind of nonsense. So, but now right. my, you know, now I'm on the, 
know, the back slope of 40, you know, I got time to sit around and collect dusty old shit. So, you know, it, that collection is actually in itself only three years old. Wow. I started three years ago. That tells you how much the country sucks. I had nothing to do in the sticks except shop on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are worse things to be doing, man. I mean, that's a pretty sweet collection you have there. Do you? What was your? What was your first piece of memorabilia or the first thing that started this collection that led you into like I got to get everything now? Well, it it like like most things, and especially you know media based things like TV shows or cartoons or whatever. It all started with the DVDs whenever they whenever they started releasing the DVD box sets like in 2004, 2003 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I uh, I picked up the DVD box sets and I had a huge DVD collection. So I, got, I washed all of those out. And the only thing I kept was my Ren and Stimpy box set just, you know, because I never grow tired of that show i could watch i could watch the same episode 24 hours a day for a week straight and never get tired of it and uh so I, those were the only dvds that i hung on to and i was uh sitting around i was sitting around browsing ebay looking for some uh, video games because i play a good deal of playstation games and uh start looking for uh ren and stimpy stuff just because I, I saw uh I think it was like a Ren and Stimpy Super Nintendo game or something like that. And I was like, oh, let me just Google Ren and Stimpy, see, or eBay search Ren and Stimpy, see what all there is. And I was amazed. I didn't know they had all the stuff that they had. I mean, I, you got you got slippers, you know. I would love to have a pair of Ren slippers. That would be awesome. Those were actually, I had those back in 94. I bought those at Spencer's, uh, Spencer's Gifts in the uh-huh. mall whenever I used to travel around. And uh, I wore those things for a decade, dude, and they were just so beat. I had to throw them out and never thought I'd find another pair. And I ended up found, finding two pair in a, about a year span, and I bought them both because they were both new and unworn. Were they they, were they Wrens or Stimpies, and which one they, did you prefer? They, they actually come in a set of one Wren and one Stimpy, so you're walking around like a doofus with two different shoes on <laughs> So I had I wanted to get two pairs, so I actually had a pair of Stimpy slippers or a pair of Ren slippers. I I always I didn't like the fucking mismatch back in '94 whenever I bought them, but yeah. I still bought them just because I was a big fan. But whenever you know the, the situation arose, I was like, I'm gonna set this shit straight, and I got a pair of these little bastards up because I'm tired of looking like clubfoot bastards <laughs> walking around one big foot, one tiny skinny foot. It looks ridiculous, but right. I guess it's whole part of the appeal of it yeah i've never gotten that whole that whole like you know like a tom and jerry type thing they would release you know one slipper for each one too i never got that that's kind of stupid right but, nobody like nobody likes tom and jerry equally I, you're, you know, you're either going for the cat or you're going for the mouse right you know pick your side <laughs> um so is there like a is there like a certain a certain piece of the collection that is that you're on the hunt for that's the hardest piece you've come across to find not really. The, there was a a book that I got. I, I mean, really, I I could stop buying stuff now and I'd be happy. With it. I, I I just like looking at it all. And the pieces that I want that I you know grew up with or you know that I missed out on and now I have the chance to own them and stuff like that. You know, pretty much all that stuff I've I've got. You know, there there's gonna be a few oddities here and there. You know, stuff that I don't have like Pez dispensers or phone cards or stuff like that but 
you know, really, I'm, I'm really content as at where it's at now. Yeah. But I mean, you know, should, should stuff pop up and I don't have it, you know, it's at a good price or good enough for me, you know, <laughs> chances are I'll jump on it still. Jump it. What I was getting at is up one of the prize collections that I knew that I had to have whenever I saw it pop up on eBay and I bought it five minutes after it was listed. This guy had a, I guess he bought out an auction estate or something like that. And he had the uh, production book, which is like the guide. If you're going to, if you're going to make Ren and Stimpy product, you had to adhere by like all the font sets and the images and the color lots and everything that was in this book. So anybody that made Ren and Stimpy merchandise, whether it be, you know, Mattel or uh, Dakin, you know, they all had to adhere to these images on the, on the uh, packaging. So I thought that was, that was really cool because I never saw another one of those. You know, oh. I thought that was just really cool. Man, I've never even heard of anything like that. What's some of the stuff that's in there? I guess like uh, like the yeah. like the strange like Ren and Stimpy font that they use and what other yeah. stuff? Yeah, yeah, it has it has like all the labels, you know, all the tag labels and everything that you would use, like you know Ren and Stimpy, and then it give you the font and everything, and then uh, it had all these you know pretty much just uh, outlined images of all the characters, you know, down to even like you know the can of powdered toast or you know, uh, the log. log or something yeah. like that. And it had, you know, a color key saying, you know, if you're going to use this image, it has to be this image. And these are the colors that you have to use for this image. So, you know, it all looks the same across the board. So anybody that was making Ren and Stimpy stuff had to adhere to everything in this guide, which, you know, see, it's, it's not really, you know, a grand looking piece or anything like that, but just the fact that, you know, my whole collection is built around merchandise you know, almost everything that I own, whenever it was sold, the pictures that they used to sell it came from this book. And it's like, yeah, it's like the blueprint of your whole collection for the most part. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. The, Man. The marketing blueprint, at least, yeah. <clears throat> Have you come across anything that, like, accidentally or blatantly didn't go by a code? Like, you know, like Stimpy's nose is green or something, or? No. Yeah. I... I I, I keep, I, cause I used to collect video games like heavily and I was always on the lookout for, you know, misprints or, you know, botched colors or something like that because, you know, that would add rarity to it just because of a factory fuck up. And, uh, I haven't really seen anything as of yet. No, no big mistakes. Any wrens with black eyelids? Probably somewhere around St. Louis, East St. Louis. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I, used to, I used to live in uh, Evansville, Indiana, which isn't far from St. Louis, and I used to skip school all the time, go to Bush Stadium and watch baseball games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that area pretty well. Um, St. Louis is pretty scary. <laughs> it, can, it can be pretty scary if you're downtown, man. We got into this on our last episode. One of one of our favorite like indie bands, Black Moth Super Rainbow, came to town, and they were they were hanging out, and their van got broken into, and more than half of their shit got stolen. So they almost couldn't perform that night. They had to borrow equipment from fans around the area. Right. But. Some and someone says they saw the cops that did it. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me at all. Right. Um. So yeah, do you have any um? Any, like, of the old, I'm sure you have some of the old, like, SNCC VHS tapes. I've got, uh, I've got every VHS tape that they released. I've got every DVD that they've released. I've got the Laserdisc. I've got almost all the cassettes. I've got all the albums. The media is a lock. <laughs> wow. 
I've got I've got all the video games except for uh, the one for Sega Master System, which only was only released in Brazil, and they want like a hundred dollars for the cart on that, and I want it complete, so that might have to go on a back burner. Anytime, if if you're collecting Ren and Stimpy DVDs, anytime that that you see someone that has the all the box sets plus the Time Life collection, it's pretty sure you're pretty sure that they're a real fan of the show. Yeah, I've got. Three sets of the Time Life collection now. Holy shit! Two of them, two sets are, I think, are still sealed up. So that, yeah, so that's that's the collection. I mean, you have that YouTube video. If anybody, if anybody wants to see this collection firsthand, and it is, it is massive. Um, you're you're on YouTube just as Scotty Hoick, correct? That's your channel. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into a couple more things here. Have you been following any of John K's new work, like the Cans Without Labels? Yeah, I've been, I've been, because I, like, I'll, I'll go, I'll go check out his blog spot and everything and keep tabs on it and everything, and I've been, you know, waiting to see what he's doing with the cans without labels and everything, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of, you know, his work still, you know, with all the, the George Licker and Slab and Ernie and stuff like that, you know, Sody Pop, Jimmy the Idiot Boy, of course, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, even, even the Ripping Friends, which, you know, I, th- I thought that was a great show, which, you know, didn't last long. You know, I, I don't know if you ever saw that, but it's just pretty much a bunch. You could you could tell it's all you know John K. Spunko style, really. Yeah, I I watched a little bit of it after I've heard I heard a lot of interviews with him whenever they were referring to the Ripping Friends, and I hadn't heard anything about it up until probably about a year ago. But I did, yeah. I mean, I enjoy anything that's that's John K. You can tell his work is all the same for the most part. Oh, and and here's a, here's the marketing boner on that. John, if you ever listen to this, this is why I don't feel bad about stealing all 13 episodes of The Ripping Friends off the internet. Is <laughs> because they fucking released a DVD for The Ripping Friends that you might have seen or whatever. It's only got four episodes on it. <laughs> that's 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 all. That's the only way you can you can watch if, if you're gonna buy something to enjoy it. You just get a taste of it. You don't get the whole the whole thing that they put out. Yeah. They still sell it for ten dollars. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that shit, man. Because I like to have the full season, and that's like somebody reading reading your catalog on uh, on like the blueprint of merchandise. They're reading like the VHS tape, and they're making a DVD out of the VHS tape for the most part. You know, you don't hand somebody a copy of War and Peace and just start off saying it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. The end. Go play. That's just cartoon blue balls is all that is really i mean it's a, it's a great show but not two dollars and fifty cents an episode great <laughs> right exactly um did you did you see any of the merchandise that they were giving away on their kickstarter for cans without labels they had some pretty cool shit on there that they were giving out for anybody that donated yeah yeah it was, it was, it was some pretty cool stuff and i was i was watching uh i was following ralph Bakshi. he's he's coming out with a new movie and uh he he was pretty much doing the same the same thing you know get started thing to get it up and running and he was uh you know throwing out uh like signed backdrops and stuff like that because if you ever seen Ralph Bakshi art you know that's that's some great stuff you don't do you have any uh any of the like background artwork to any of like the scenes on Rand Stimpy no I've I've got a I've got a couple of pages that were from the art department. Because there was a lady that lived out in California, and her daughter used to be a production assistant on the show, and uh, she was, I guess, cleaning out her attic or whatever, and came across a whole slew of Ren and Stimpy stuff. So I, you know, just told I asked her to send me pictures of everything she had, and I'd send her an offer on it. And I ended up buying all of her stuff from her, and I ended up getting some 
you know, like some stationery from games, animations, you know, desks and, you know, stuff that they made for her while she was moving, you know, that the art department just whipped up for her, you know, just real, just oddball stuff that you wouldn't get unless you were, you know, hanging around the office. Right. Oh, that's cool, man. I love that kind of shit. Right. It, that, that video doesn't really showcase, you know, everything as it should, just because that, that loft, it was, it was cool and it was big and everything, but you know, I had to pretty much limit myself to shelves and there were, can't display everything like shit. I mean, you know, once once I get moved and get it all set back up and everything, I'll display it like it should. It'll grow by twice the size almost. Oh, that'll be cool, man. I'll look forward to seeing that for sure. A um, couple more questions. Has, has anyone ever, like, given you shit whenever they see, like, your Ren and Stimpy collection? Like, they're like, dude, what's going on here? Like, come on. I'm, I'm sure, you know, after exit, you know, they start raising an eyebrow. I'm going, that fucking dude's whack. <laughs> you know, I, I'm 40 and I don't do that, but... You know, there again, and, you know, fuck that. <laughs> you know, exactly. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 40-year-old man, and it just so happens that the best times of my life were from ages 13 to 18, and I see no reason why I shouldn't be able to, you know, stay in that zone and enjoy my, you know, just because I'm 40 doesn't mean I have to be worried about stock options and what tie to wear to work, and, you know, I, I like sitting around and eating cereal by the box full and playing video games and watching cartoons and you know that's 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 how i roll and i mean that's the way to live man there's nothing wrong with being you know being someone that does something that makes them happy not a lot of people do things to make themselves happy anymore they do things because they feel like i'm this age this is what i need to do now yeah in a world where everyone keeps up with the joneses i just move the fuck away from the joneses (laughs) then you don't have to see what they're doing and keep up with them I guess are there, oh, and I did have one other question that I didn't get to. Are there, now, the the DVD box sets, they, they claim to be unedited, but there are obviously edits on, on the box set, correct? Like on some of the episodes? Yeah, yeah the, only, the only way you're going to get the, the episodes that you remember seeing that weren't cut, edited, or, you know, some kind of fuckery fell upon them is uh, the VHS tapes, those are unedited, and the episodes that are on the laser disc are unedited. Other than that, uh, you're getting what Nickelodeon wanted the final product to be to, you know, meet their standards. Cause it, I mean, it's, you know, it was, it was a release and it, you know, still has, you know, on the first se- first and second season, you know, it still has Spumco and John K on the front and everything, but you know, it's, it's still a, a Viacom product. And, you know, Nickelodeon is Viacom and Viacom, you know, essentially calls the shots. So they're going to do what they do. You know, it's corporate dickery. No, such a, <laughs> such a bummer, man. Yeah. But yeah, the only way you're going to get the unedited stuff is either the VHS tapes or the laser disc. All right. Well, I see that you're on a, uh, you're on some Facebook groups. I'm sure there are a bunch of Ren and Stimpy, uh, Facebook groups out there. I know the loyal order of idiots is one of them. I've seen that around. Um, but which, which ones are you, are you in right now that you would, uh, recommend people checking out if they're into Ren and Stimpy? Uh, just one really. There's a, there's this chick in England. Her name's, uh, Stephanie. She started, a the Ren and Stimpy secret club group on uh, Facebook and she, uh, she found me cause of that video and invited me to it. And yeah, you know, 
even, even though I'm a big dork, I've only got, you know, like a dozen Facebook friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I, I was like, well, I'll join that group. And, you know, it, it, there's really a bunch of cool people on there. And, you know, they dig up, you know, stuff that I'd be interested in. And, you know, I share stuff that they might be interested in. And, it, it, you know, it's, you know it's, it, it's, it's really cool because there's not really a lot of places that are still talking about Ren and Stimpy Rhythm. Yeah. So, but, I mean, you know, that they're, uh, there's, they're, channel is or their uh group is is pretty much active every day so a lot of cool a lot of cool people there you know i've they've they've learned me some stuff and i've learned them some stuff nice little symbiotic circle there right on man yep that's that's the best way to find like-minded people now is online you know a bunch of people are gonna be whizzing on the electric fence that you'll find on facebook oh yeah like there there's a i i can't remember her name valkyrie something but there's a there's a girl on there that used to do uh you know production work and background work on uh on the show back in the day so you know she's she was actually you know selling prints of like the actual space madness you know background scenes and stuff that she did and, you know ask Doctor Stupid she did a couple of those backgrounds and stuff you know really cool stuff oh, man, that, yeah that's that's like the holy grail yeah um and then I saw a video online too of this there's this guy that likes to uh. He goes through like old abandoned buildings, like he pretty much just sneaks in and uh, and records like you know the old whatever stadium is in in Florida where the Lakers used to or where the uh, Heat used to play. But he went through Nickelodeon Studios before they tore it down, and they had murals all over the wall of Ren and Stimpy from the Space Madness episode. Right. Yeah, if you ever saw that, dude, that is amazing. Some of the murals that they had that all just got tore down. They don't care if it's not bringing in nickels anymore. Then you know that <clears throat> nobody nobody puts value on history anymore. It's just making room for new stuff. Right. So yeah, you, you, <clears throat> I'm glad I'm glad someone did take a video of it or pictures of it. And, you know, just so future generations who who might stumble onto the show and everything, you know, they can get a little backlog on the history and stuff like that. Cause, you know, that, that's that's interest interesting stuff. You know, not only the startup but the demise. You know, it's all. It's all part of the same epic story. Right, and it's all out there. Uh, bef- before I let you go, do you know anything about um, where Ren and Stimpy is at now? Like, I know that he's doing Cans Without Labels, but has there been any word about him ever getting Ren and Stimpy back together and putting out more new episodes at all? Yeah, I, I, I think he's done with it. I, I think just because the scrutiny that, that he received on the adult party cartoon, I think he's ready to you know, move on with his, his cans without labels deal. You know, it's, you know, you can, you can only make so many more, so many Superman movies before, you know, right. <laughs> he doesn't seem that super. Well, at least we have, you know, such a decent sized backlog. It, that, that's why I tell people, you know, I, even, even though I'm a, I'm a real big Ren and Stimpy fan, I'm a Ren and Stimpy then fan, not a Ren and Stimpy now fan. So, you know, it's, you know, not, Nobody, nobody likes the new Rolling Stones album. They like the old Rolling Stones shit. You know, it's right. It, you know, you, you you still you still pay attention to everything, but you know, you're you're a fan of what captured you at that moment. That's true, and you still you still buy the album, but who's yeah, who's sitting down listening to you know the new songs? Right, you'll 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 cut that thing off halfway and we'll go listen to some Brown Sugar. All right, so. Um, Scotty Hoick, check out his YouTube channel. Um, I know you have a Twitter. It's it's also at Scotty Hoick, but you know you're yeah. not too active on there, really. 
No, I, I've got one follower, and it's Eric Bowser. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I guess really that's all I have for you, man. Um, thanks so much for calling in. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, no, thank you for having me. This, this was wicked fun for me. All right. All right, so I guess uh, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be back after these messages. The Electric Fence. my day with my favorite breakfast. That's right, sugar-frosted milk. Mmm, smell those lumps. Just four ounces of lumps and six ounces of cereal makes for a balanced breakfast. Sugar-frosted milk stays lumpy even in cereal. Morning, sis. Oh, boy. Sugar-frosted lumps. Hey, who stole my lumps? All right, Ty, we're back. Third segment, post-interview. Post-interview segment. Mm -hmm. Not so much really. I mean, I guess technically this is a third segment, but people that have become akin to our podcast, they're now going to be like, this is like a fake third segment. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, that was an enlightening interview. Mm -hmm. What a good dude, man. He was such a fun guy to talk to, really easygoing, and it's hard to believe that the first time I'd ever spoken with him was that interview, mm -hmm. you know? That's awesome. But he's just a really easy guy to talk to. He knows his shit. And I know he was he was kind of worried, like, you know, I hope I don't sound stupid or mm -hmm. something. I've never been interviewed before, but yeah. he, I think he did really well. Yeah. It's kind of funny watching the people, uh, some of the people we've had on this podcast, too, who get to talk about the things that they're really into or obsessed with. And you get this feeling of, like, I can really open up about this in, in a way that you probably can't normally in your mm -hmm. regular life. Like, I'm sure he can't go to work and just rap about about Ren and Stimpy with some random dude who's also a huge fan. Yeah. So, it's like an outlet of release. It's pretty amazing, dude. Mm -hmm. It's like people, whenever we had Chris on about the Night Gallery podcast, mm -hmm. these people that spend so much time, yeah, I mean, really, where else, besides like Chris having his own podcast, um, mm -hmm. Scotty doesn't really have anything like that, but where else do you just get to sit and just spew out all this knowledge mm -hmm. that you've gained on the one subject? Yeah, right. You do it right here on CSP. Right here, folks. Only here. Here and only here. This is an exclusive. <clears throat> this is it. We only, Interviews are only here. <laughs> you want an interview, you're coming to us. That's right, buddy. So, well, What do you, what do you say we, we wrap this one up a little early, Ty? Yeah, we can do that. Um, I know we got some stuff going on in, in both of our lives. Some some pretty heavy shit. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a uh, pretty big announcement, I think. On the old next podcast, yeah. So I think we're gonna just we're gonna just leave it because I like I used to love those episodes of like Rocky and Bullwinkle mm -hmm. where it would it would end. My that's my favorite thing. If they, I if I ever did that. if I ever did like a TV show spoof, I would mm -hmm. want to have a pay like homage to that at one point. Yeah. Like they would have two alternate titles. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love the two alternate titles. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like one of them would be if if 
um, Bullwinkle fell off this cliff if he did die. Mm-hmm. And then the other one would be like, if he didn't die, what's going to happen? Right. They yeah. did do that. I totally forgot about that. <clears throat> like, <laughs> join us for next week's episode. Is it buried alive, Bullwinkle? <laughs> or flying away at the last minute, friends? <laughs> something, something weird like it that. It was. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna tickle everybody's asses with a feather. Mm. I love it. So yeah, stick tune in, folks. It's gonna be a big one. An earth shattering announcement. It is. Could change the way the world works. It could change the way you think about everything. It could. It could change the way people listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. It could change the way people do math equations. Mm-hmm. It might make math tests easier for kids in school right now. <laughs> I don't do that. How am I'm I supposed sure. to know? But yeah, so let's just we'll cut this one short, and then we will uh, we'll all gather around at the same at the same fire next time. That's right. All right. So until then, I'm Rocky, and I'm Ty. All right. Good goodbye. <laughs>